0: Hello and welcome to another podcast uh, on radiotherapy from School of Surgery. I'm Keaton Jones. I'm here with consultant oncologist Sindhu Vivekanandan uh, and we're here going to talk about clinical applications. We've previously um, recorded a podcast uh, which is currently available on the basic elements of radiobiology, thinking about the biology of uh, DNA damage repair and how we deliver x-radiation. But today we're going to think about how we can apply this in a clinical setting. So first of all, thanks for coming back to talk to us again today. Um Kicking things off, how can we use radiotherapy clinically? Uh, There are some words which I've come across. Um, Neoadjuvant uh, is one of them, but there are others um, which I'm less familiar with. But how do we deliver it?
1: So radiotherapy can be used in uh, various settings. So as you mentioned, neoadjuvant is one setting. And this essentially means uh, delivering treatment, um, radiotherapy or chemotherapy, prior to surgery. Uh, to downstage the tumor, make it smaller, make it easier for um, surgical treatment afterwards, reduce the risk of having a positive margin, for example, um, or even for um, uh, faster symptom, um, symptom control. Uh, The second indication is uh, adjuvant treatment. So this is where um, radiotherapy is delivered after surgery. And usually this is in the setting of a positive margin uh, to try and reduce the risk of recurrence. And um, then um, the other setting is palliative um, setting, where um, we can deliver smaller doses to try and reduce the risk of um, normal tissue toxicity. Um, so it's a balance of um, a symptom control versus normal tissue toxicity. Therefore, uh, we do, uh, tend to deliver smaller dose of radiation for this. Um, and then there's the curative setting, for example, in head and neck tumors, which are uh, squamous cell carcinomas, very sensitive to radiation where we can use chemotherapy and radiotherapy together to to achieve cure. Um, This would um, result in um, patients also avoiding mutilating surgery.
0: Okay, and um, whilst we're, well, I come across many patients uh, who've had or are going to have radiotherapy, but I don't know anything about how it's actually delivered. Um, So how can we deliver radiotherapy in the clinic?
1: So there are three main ways that we deliver radiotherapy um, in the clinical setting. The most popular, most common way is external beam radiotherapy, and this is um, using photons from a linear accelerator. Um, the patients usually um, sit or lie on a couch um, and an external source of ionizing radiation is pointed at the at a particular part of the body uh, for the patient to be treated. Um, um, the second, form of radiation um, that we use um, in the clinic is brachytherapy. And this is where radioactive seeds or sources are placed in or near the tumor itself. And the result is that we can give much higher dose of radiation to the tumor whilst reducing radiation exposure to healthy tissue. Um, And this is commonly used in prostate cancer, uh, also in cervical cancer and endometrial tumors. Uh, we also use uh, brachytherapy in, um, in, for palliation, in lung tumors, esophagus, um, and also in uh, skin tumors. Um, The other form of um, radiation delivery is uh, using radio-labeled agents. So um, this is um, used in, for example, um, radioactive iodine for thyroid tumors, strontium and radium uh, for bony metastases also.
0: Okay, uh, thinking about different types of tumours, obviously uh, there's great variety um, and the sensitivity or response uh, may vary to radiation therapy. So, which tumours are particularly sensitive to radiation?
1: Um, so, um, lymphomas are very sensitive. Uh, so, are seminomas and some pediatric tumours? So, medulloblastoma, for example, is very sensitive to radiotherapy. Um, and as I mentioned previously, squamous cell carcinomas are also known to be very sensitive to
0: radiation. Okay. Um, in terms of resistance, we've covered briefly their sen- uh, sensitive tumours, but I presume on the flip side, there are some particularly resistant tumours where uh, radiation may be less effective.
1: Yes, sarcomas actually notorious for being uh, radio-resistant and so are melanomas and sometimes renal cell tumours also.
0: Okay, so bearing these things in mind, um, which tumours uh, is radiotherapy most commonly used in and um, in which setting?
1: Um, In terms of the curative setting, um, I think cervical tumors, anal cancers, and head and neck tumors um, are probably the most common settings, and this is mainly because these are squamous cell carcinomas, which are radiosensitive, and also this would result in uh, the patients avoiding mutilating surgery, um, as these are treated with chemoradiotherapy um, with a curative intent instead.
0: Okay. And um, thinking about uh, some of the limiting factors when delivering radiotherapy, obviously we could have the most sensitive tumour in the world, but presumably where it lies in the body may limit what we can do. Thinking about what you mentioned earlier about external beam radiation, which has to go through normal tissues in order to access the tumour. So um, what are some of the main limiting factors?
1: So this largely depends on the site of the tumour so depending on the body uh, part uh, that we are treating. So, for example, um, in the abdomen, the major limiting factor would be bowel. So small bowel usually um, tends to be in the way, essentially, of radiotherapy uh, beams. So uh, the ways to avoid that um, um, or reduce the risk of toxicity to the bowel would be to use Techniques such as abdominal compression um, and also um, imaging whilst the patient is on the uh, treatment bed. So you can see where the bowel is before we press the button to deliver radiation. So essentially it depends on... um, the part of body that we're treating, but with better technology, we can uh, use image guidance to uh, avoid normal tissue uh, being irradiated and therefore reduce toxicity.
0: Okay, great. Um, In terms of the side effects, obviously, we've talked there about what could happen if you uh, deliver uh, radiation to normal tissues, but are there any other side effects of radiation?
1: So generally uh, radiotherapy can cause fatigue, uh, skin erythema if we're delivering external beam radiotherapy, and also there is a risk of secondary cancer risk and um, if um, if the patients um, have cure and live long enough but specific uh, side effects depend on the area again that we treat so uh, it all depends on the surrounding normal tissue that we're damaging um, so again. If if it's the abdomen that we're treating, then the uh, risk is usually from bowel, so nausea, vomiting, um, com- uh, diarrhoea, um, and with radiation, there are two types of side effects that you can have. There's the acute side effects, which tend to occur sort of within um, the first. Um, few weeks of radiation, and they tend to get better um, after a few months. And then you have late toxicity, which occurs um, sort of six months after radiation, and that may be irreversible. Um, So these are the considerations that we um, take into account when we plan
0: radiotherapy. Okay. And then um, thinking about what we could use as an adjunct to radiation to potentially improve the outcome for patients... Um, are there any common combinations or possibly experimental combinations that are becoming more common?
1: Yes, yeah, so uh, most common is um, using chemotherapy in the radical setting. Um, for example, as I mentioned earlier, in head and neck tumours, cervical cancers and anal cancer, this is commonly used. Uh, immunotherapy is becoming um, uh, a possibility and is being investigated in various trials. Uh, we do actually use carbogen and nicotinamide at the moment uh, for um, bladder tumours and carbogen is essentially 95% oxygen 5% car- carbon dioxide and it increases oxygenation to the tumour which makes them more radiosensitive.
0: Rightio, okay. Well, I think we've covered um, uh, an excellent uh, bit of ground regarding clinical application of radiation therapy. So just to summarise what we've talked about, first of all, we just um, clarified the terms neoadjuvant, meaning before surgery, adjuvant, meaning after surgery, palliative, obviously with palliative intent, and then curative, uh, the ultimate goal, where we use radiation um, to cure uh, a patient's tumour. We deliver radiotherapy uh, commonly in three different uh, ways. Firstly, external beam, Secondly, brachytherapy, and finally, radio labelled beta particles. Um, we know that some tumours are particularly sensitive to radiation, um, and where we would uh, use radiation with a curative intent covers things like uh, head and neck tumours and cervical cancer. We know that radiation can have side effects. Uh, This largely depends on where we are targeting. So, for example, if we're targeting targeting a tumour in the abdomen, we have to pass through normal tissue in order to get to the tumour. And this can result in side effects such as nausea, vomiting, uh, diarrhoea, and then also thinking about other sites in the chest we have to go through things like the esophagus, which could result in uh, toxicity there. Um, there are also systemic side effects, such as fatigue. And importantly, these side effects may be acute, uh, happening in the first few weeks, uh, which may resolve Uh, and then or chronic or late uh, which would happen uh, many months later Um, and then finally we use radiation in combination with other therapies traditionally um, chemotherapy however more experimental methods are currently emerging such as immunotherapy Um, so keep your ears open or eyes open I should say Uh, so thank you very much for listening in to another podcast from School of Surgery.